Sam Bankman Freed was finally caught and surrendered due to his witness tempering, tampering, despite his judge's consist, constant warnings. And then Donald Trump appears to be doing the same. Hello and welcome. My name is Mark Blatstein, the physician founder of Physician Pre-Sentence Report Service. Sam Bankman Freed is a really smart guy. He was the founder and CEO of FTX. And unfortunately, in November of 2022, FTX and its affiliated entities had to undergo a bankruptcy. But he has this still his whole life in front of him. To date, he has established a minimum $10 million towards he's put away towards legal for legal fees. But that still may not be enough. He's facing the Department of Justice, and they have an endless supply, or as I call it, very deep financial pockets. And he daily consists, he he has consistently appeared to anger, or as I see, just he angers everyone daily, from prosecutors to the pretrial probation officers to the court. And it's just not a good way to um, start off. You need, you, if, you're, if your judge gives you orders to follow, you should follow them, but he doesn't. He has given close to a thousand phone interviews. And so, he has in ignoring the judge's orders. <clears throat> this is countered anything that his attorneys could do that would be able to benefit him. And so in this letter, July, July 2023, to Judge Kaplan, the government writes regarding the defendant's recent extrajudicial statements and an attempt to interfere with a fair trial by an impartial jury. Specifically, the defendant is sought to publicly discredit a government witness by sharing her personal writings with a reporter so that these private documents would be featured in a New York Times article published today. As such, efforts have the potential to taint the jury pool and could have a chilling effect on witnesses. The government respectfully requests an order that limits extrajudicial statements by parties and witnesses likely to interfere with a fair trial by an impartial jury. So this is a big deal. And so even if his attorneys had given him the, the feeling that, well, we can go to trial and there's a chance we could win, his attorneys know that the feds have a 98% conviction rate. So that leaves the leaves the percentage for him to win at somewhat under 1.9%. Well, that percentage right now is probably closer to zero. And so the only one that's listening, that he's taking advice from, it, it appears, is himself. And so one has to wonder if unconsciously he, he tried to get himself incarcerated. That is just not a good place to be. And so Judge Kaplan found probable cause to believe that Sam Bankman-Fried engaged in witness tampering. And he, ha he already has a litany of criminal charges. And so with that, we have his legal team that's doing their best to keep him out on bond at his parents' home. His attorney, Mark Cohen, coincidentally, is the same attorney for Jeselyn Maxwell, 
who was part of the duo of Maxwell, Maxwell and Epstein, sex trafficker and the former British socialite. But she's going to be in prison for a long time. So this attorney knows the Department of Justice's record. And he, he knows that, they, that the Department of Justice has the 98% conviction rate. And as hard as Samson, as Blakeman, Bankman-Fried's attorneys can work, Sam Bankman-Fried is making all of their efforts in front of the judge unattainable. He's creating, he has created multiple or multiple terrible first impressions with the court. He apparently didn't see that he should have been grateful for the opportunity to remain at his parents' home until sentencing. He was going against the court's orders, his pretrial officers, probation officers' orders, and his, and probably his attorneys had told him, so you're not doing yourself any favors by giving up to a thousand phone interviews with the press for many reasons. One, the judge said no. Two, once you talk to someone else, especially the press, it can be used against you. And third, the press is only being, mostly they're using it so that they can publish it and then they make money. And as I just previously noted, his attorney, which defended Ms. Maxwell, we're confident that he realizes that Sam Bankman-Fried is not doing anything to help himself. And that is kind of a pet peeve I have because I too was convicted of a felony in 2006. And I, I did not, I was a terrible client. I was a deer in headlights. I was just in a state of panic the entire time. But I, in hindsight, I didn't. I did. I wasn't aware of anything prison-related, how I could help defend myself, what to expect from prison, and even if I was given all that information, I don't know that it would have stuck. But I'm grateful that I got my medical license back in 2010. But I digress. He, Sam Bankman-Fried had much more time at home where he could have been able to self-reflect and possibly, positively begin to see if there's a pathway for him to go to trial and if he lost at least not have an angry court at him so that he could accept responsibility for what he did have remorse for creating victims that lost an incredibly huge amount of money but contrary to that it appears as if he wanted to be found guilty going to MCD, MDC Brooklyn from a wonderful home environment is a horrible place to start. His legal team still has the opportunity to encourage him to like to to self-reflect, self-reflect and consider his life and how he got to this point in his life and consider the lives of his victims, financial his lives of the people that he the victims he created. And if, if he can accept responsibility, that's a that is a critical moment in his history. He can't blame this on many other people. He's the CEO of his company. The buck stops at his desk. <clears throat> um, like President Trump, like any president, the buck stops at the president's desk. He's the CEO. The buck stops at his desk. But at some point while he's inside, if he's able to self-reflect, self write his story, his autobiography, 
his narrative, call it what you want, but the Department of Justice during this entire period of time, they've they have their indictment of Bankman Fried circulating in the press. And that's their narrative of him. And he needs to understand, or not he needs to, but their narr- their indictment probably is not very flattering. But if he can then begin to challenge that narrative with his own either narrative, if it's before the pre-sentence interview, if it's not, then begin to write a release plan that is a combination of release plan and narrative or his story or autobiography, kind of like Nike, just do it. Tesla has SpaceX. You know, this is your brand, so to speak. And going hand in hand with this is that hopefully the judge doesn't give him, the judge will give him less than 45 years, less than 30 years, because he's a young guy. He's only in his 30s. He's very smart. And if he can accept responsibility and come up with a plan where he has remorse and he knows he needs to make things right by the victims, maybe this can be a pathway for a release plan for a judge to okay and the warden to okay for him to somehow get released earlier or the judge to give a downward departure. I don't know. Next, I'm going to briefly touch on former President Trump. I'm neither for nor against here. This is just a satellite view of the court's expectations. We can all agree that you're innocent until proven guilty and that we're going to agree that he's in the lead for the Republican nomination. <clears throat> I'm just going to go back to, like like Bank, Sam Bankman-Fried, Bankman-Fried was warned about witness tampering. Like Bankman-Fried, he was, the, this order came from the, he rather, the order was ignored. He ignored the judge's order. You can't do that. <clears throat> Again, I go back to when, you know, when President Trump was president, the buck stops with him. When Sam Bankman-Fried was CEO, this is his company. As re- Sam Bankman-Fried is responsible, the order, the buck stops with him from his company. You can't blame it on other people within his company. In the in the court system, the buck stops with uh, the court, and so these are the judge's orders. And so when the judge tells Sam Bankman-Fried or former President Trump something this has to be done i mean in order to have you know everything uniform from one defendant to another but unlike bankman fried we don't know what's going to happen or how this event is going to unfold and so here are my takeaways overall again satellite view if you find yourself facing an indictment your pre-sentence interview sentencing hearing or already inside what you don't want to do is you don't want to anger your stakeholders. So who are your stakeholders? The stakeholders are individuals that are responsible for you and your future. As you get released back into society as law, law abiding people, persons. So the, the first stakeholder that you're going to run into is going to be your attorney who is going to defend you. And that stakeholder, you have to be hundred percent candid with about your crime. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to defend you. The second stakeholder is going to be the probation officer that writes your pre-sentence report, or it's going to be pre-trial services stakeholder. In this particular case with Bankman Freed, already he's off to a bad start. Next stakeholder is going to be the prosecutor. Is Sam Bankman Freed off to a bad start there too? 
prosecutor, they want to uh, convict you. Stakeholder, the next one is Department of Justice. Well, they want you in jail. Next stakeholder is going to be the judge. Well, judges understand that crime doesn't happen in a vacuum, and they want to know more about the person who convicted the crime. What happened to you? Why did you do it? They want to know you. Well, Sam Bankman Freed's off to a bad start there also. Trifecta. Not a great thing. And so after the judge sentences you, then you go into the Federal Bureau of Prisons in this particular example. And the stakeholders there are going to be the warden, the unit team, case manager. And these individuals are going to watch you through through you, the course of what you do in prison and the work that you do in your participation within, with the First Step Act programs. And to see if you are there trying to improve yourself through personal development or if you're just there biding time and waiting to go home. If they see that you're trying to benefit yourself, then you know they can go ahead and work with you. And so for most judges, as I said, they're going to want to know why you did what you did. Do you, do you own the mistakes and demonstrate sincere remorse? What was the behavior? Why was your behavior out of character? And why are you unlikely to do it again? Why should they, they want to know? Why should they cut you a break? You want to have truth tellers that support you. You don't want to be surrounded by enablers. We all make mistakes. Just don't forget, though, this is going to be your chance to when you write your narrative. Those around you that you should bring out something positive in you. Negative people you don't need. It's very easy for people to tell you that you're a jerk. But it all, that's different than telling you that you know you need to change or you, this is not accurate. Your autobiography of your life includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the autobiography here is your narrative. Enablers may make you feel good for the moment, but it's not going to help you in the long run. The narrative is your explanation without excuses, where you've accepted responsibility, have remorse for the pain you've caused, and while not maintain, while not minimizing what happened. Last is that the attor attorneys know the law, but the, not the nuances of federal prison, which are much different. Before you have your pre-sentence interview, you need to know who and what are your stakeholders. What is a personal narrative, an allocution, release plan, financial responsibility program, second chance act, good time credit, first step act, the survey assessment. There's a lot here, but these can shorten your say, stay, although nothing is guaranteed. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my YouTube, and I hope you stay safe and have a good day.